Okay, now moving on to segment two for season seven's episode four with the theme of death and changes. This is number two, burial plans. This segment looks at how now is the time for Navajos to start accepting their future funerals so that it won't cause embarrassment and confusion for loved ones. So... With with that being said, you know, I just want the first thing I want to say about this segment is that when funerals are planned, it's not so much. Um, yeah, it's for the dead person, obviously, but mostly it's for the person or the family or the loved ones, the survivors. It's for them to cope with that loss. I was like, OK, I got that. All right. That's cool, man. You know, I saw some YouTube videos back when my brother died and, you know, just watching all this, all these videos on autopsies and just kind of really getting into the cemetery mortuary business, you know, kind of seeing what else is going on behind the scenes. And um, <clears throat> so that's what that's the information I pretty much got off of it. And I was like, all right, cool, man. Now I know that's what that's about. So with me, you know, I've I was um, trying to pay for my own funeral. But, unfortunately, family financial matters got in the way, so my money got redirected, rerouted, you know, to other family members, you know, within my own personal family. I'm not talking about cousins or anything, but, or in-laws, but within, you know, my little clique here, um, that's where, you know, it's family, you know, I had to help them the best I could, so <laughs> I, just, I just put down $100 for my funeral expenses, but that's probably long gone now because I can't even keep in contact. I didn't keep in contact with that company that I was, that I set all that up for with. So I want to go back hopefully this year or next year. I want to do that. But also within that, I still want to do a living will. Um, just so, you know, with all this going on with, um, unpredictability of, you know, you know, people going into your home and cracking you over the skull with a blunt object and killing you like that. Like I was mentioning in uh, the first segment, um, you know, anything could happen. So I figure as at, at least or as long as I've got some type of little reference, that'd be great. Now, also, which I wanted to talk about, I'll probably talk about in the next episode, if I can remember, is language, not language withdrawal, but land ownership, um, home site lease. There we go. I am now officially a home site lease owner as of December, 2023. So hooray to me, you know, um, and, uh, you know, shake my, shake my own hand and pat my own back. So, um, so that right there, the, what the lady told me over at the, uh, home site lease office is, you know, it's just like, kind of like a standard thing she tells everybody is that, you know, now that you have your home site lease, you you would have to wait two years before you start to add anyone's name on there. And I said, well, what if you have like a will, you know, and you put someone's name in there? Would that help out? And she goes, yeah, that would definitely help out because what's going on right now, the reason why a lot of you veterans are not getting your home site leases done is because you guys have to go through probate and probate, excuse me, probate law, that's like, 
trying to get, um, I don't know, like ownership of your, who, your loved one's possessions. So like a lot of these veterans, they can't get their home site leases because their mother and father both passed away. And there's no document saying that, you know, mother and father said, you know, we leave this land to our son or our daughter, or we leave this home to them. And when they passed away, just like what happened with this veteran recently, the one that got, got, got clubbed in the head, um, what, end up, what ends up happening, which is kind of predictable and sad, is that family members will fight over that possession. So they already wanted that dude's Jeep, you know, his Jeep vehicle. And um, his, I told his brother, I said, dude, man, you helped pay for a lot of that repairs, man. Don't let anybody take that from you. Don't let them punk you out, man. I said, I said, your, your only ties to them being nice to you was your brother. Now that he's gone, you can go savage mode, man. You can go beast mode. You know, you can say what the fuck you want, you know. So <laughs> that's where I just told him. Um, I mean, that's where, you know, that's unfortunately that's what's happening. Uh, all, all across the res and everybody's like, well, I don't do that because it's taboo. And it's like, yeah, but think about it. When you pass on, <clears throat> excuse me, it's probably embarrassing if you could see it from the other side that, you know, your loved ones are fighting over your possessions and they'll even go as far and as deep as witchcrafting each other. I mean, how pathetic is that, you know? And then in the afterlife, you're like, fuck, man, I should have got all that shit together. I should have got it ready. So if anything, <clears throat> that's all I'm really trying to say, you know, now that it's becoming more, more evident that we're just making up shit as we go along. That's why I was talking about this guy's funeral, because his older brother started doing all kinds of crazy shit, singing a peyote song at a funeral gravesite. He's using uh, eagle feather on a dead person. He's burning cedar inside a cemetery um and he's he's trying to do all this mystical medicine man stuff but it's like you just wasted your time you wasted what 20 minutes to do all that when you know your brother's been above ground since the day he died for like eight days pretty much you know and it's like it's time to put him in the ground come on dude you know you know, why are you trying to waste all this extra time so anyways that was my point so Going back to what I was saying about uh, now is the perfect time, what I mean by that is in this day and age, so you could be 20, you could be 15, you could be 30, 55, 70, 90, 80, whatever, whatever age, but right now, if you're a chun, I think it would be a perfect time for you to say, okay, let me start writing this stuff down, because we're in the, we're in the digital age now where, you know, if you don't have some type of documentation anybody can make shit up and you know fraud can happen and not only that but your own family you know like i said they're going to turn on each other they could let's say that they could turn on each other and use witchcraft to get what they want meaning they'll they'll hurt you or kill you or whoever 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 is their intended target anyways so i seen that happen you know a couple of times and it's it's just it's not getting any better because people like my mom, when they have the microphone, they have a chance to say something about something like that. It's not really part of their, 
not so much their language, but it's not part of their rhetoric. It's not part of the message they want to send, their narrative. So my mom, more or less, she's going to go back to traditional stuff and pretty much try to elevate the person who passed away, try to elevate their status by saying, oh, yeah, I remember this person. Yeah, you know, I talked to them before and they, they seemed like a good person. And, you know, it just, you know, it makes the family feel better. And then later on, they'll come up to my mom and say, oh, yeah, thank you for saying that. But they'll say it in Navajo. But anyways, um, other than that, that's where I'm saying now is a perfect time to do all that. And then I did talk about this and uh, I think it was season four about the suicidal people that, you know, if they really, if they really want to go through all that and, and end their lives, you know, you know, that's why not just go ahead and make things easier for their family. Say, look, I give this possession to this person and whatever I have to that and this, and, you know, whatever you do with my stuff, give it to Goodwill, give it to a homeless person, whatever, you know, um, that way I was, what I was saying was that just makes it easier for the loved ones still alive to know that, you know, they're doing the, the, the deceased person's will, doing them justice by following their, not so much their orders, but their wishes of what they want done with their belongings. Because we live in a material world and, you know, how could you not have materialistic possessions that you want, you know? And obviously we can't take all this stuff with us when we go. So the best thing we can do is prepare, have a will, have uh, signed documents and statements saying, okay, this, uh, with the two major issues that we got out here on the res, one is home site lease. The next one is, uh, what do you call it? Grazing permits. Those seem to be the two biggest factors that families fight over, you know, when someone dies and they didn't, they didn't, uh, prepare their, uh, paperwork to, to give it to the next person. And if they did, you know, there's, there's always going to be that backlash from other family members, but you know, that's, that's the way it's got to be, you know, it's just, that's just how it is. You can't, can't please everyone. So, um, as far as funeral plans, uh, burial plans, uh, if it's possible to start getting a message out through the veterans organizations that, you know, when a veteran's being put away, just do the military honors. Just, you know, have the gun salute, the taps, folding of the flag, lowering of the casket, cover it. There you go. Pretty simple. But uh, with that, send the message of don't try to do all these weird ass crazy rituals, man. What's the point? You know, the time for those type of, uh, I guess, ceremonials would have been when the person was alive. And if you weren't able to make it to them or you just didn't like them or you didn't want to, you're too lazy. Well, that's just the way it is. That's life, man. You can't, things don't always go your way, you know, and I'm living proof of things not ever going my way. You know, everything just fucking works against me and it pisses me off. But I still, every morning I get up and I'm like, all right, let me try again, you know. So anyways, so that, those are like the reasons why I say, you know, now's a perfect time in this day and age. And then, um, so going back to what that lady was telling me about, you know, 
you got to wait two years before you add someone on there. And then that's where I I asked her if, um, you know, could I do like, in the meantime, could I do like a will or a living will? She goes, yeah, that would definitely help out. So when you go to court, you know, or when your families go to court, they don't have to be fighting over your estate and all that or whatever she was saying. I said, all right, cool, man. So other than that, you know, it's just kind of a, a situation where I want to make sure that the reservation, as far as everybody adopting new technology, new lifestyles, new slangs, new clothing, new attitudes, new mentalities, if they're going to, uh, if the reservation, if Navajo Rez people are going to accept all those new things coming into the world these days, why not accept that? Why not accept the fact that you need to do a funeral plan, if anything, or start putting away so money for that. So that way, when you do pass on, you're not just running or your family's not running around and trying to collect all this and that. You know, I'd done my fair share of running around looking like an idiot, asking people who I thought cared, but they didn't fucking care at all, you know. So that was the biggest disappointment. That's why nowadays I kind of like stay away from a lot of people, a lot of family members, a lot of in-laws, a lot of relatives, a lot of fake friends. I'm like, hey, man, go do you then. You know, you weren't obviously didn't want to help me out in my time of need when I was trying to, you know, get all this together. But then at the same time, like I said, the deceased didn't really give me an option. They just, you know, kind of passed on with uh, without, you know, much instructions on what to do with their material belongings and what to do with their their ceremonial last rites before being put in, into the ground. Um, and, you know, that could also go be said with cremations, but uh, generally, overall, most Navajos know that, you know, doing cremations is a no-no. That's a, it's another taboo because when... Your body is burned up in your pile of ashes. That's what you look like in the spirit world. You're just a pile of ashes. And you know you are you. You can see, hear, and feel your other loved ones, but they won't know who or what you are. You're just going to be a pile of ash. So that was what was explained to me, and that's the best that I could interpret on why that taboo stands as it does, you know. And I, you know, I, I agree with that. And I'm like, all right, man, shit. All right, let's, let's, let's go run with that, you know? And, um, and so with all that being said, you know, it's going to be one hell of an interesting 2024 to see what happens next, but let's go ahead and uh, jump on to the, uh, third segment of tonight. This one will be collapsing narratives. Once again, stand by.